Welcome to Land of the Living. The Land of the Living is the present world in which we live. In a world full of worry and struggle, our goal is to bring hope and truth by pointing you to God. God has changed our lives and He wants to change your life too. What is up? Welcome back to the podcast. This is Naya. And this is Grace. And in this episode, we'll be answering the question of, is following Jesus just about following rules? So Grace, take it away. (laughs) Thank you, Naya. (laughs) So here's the thing. There's kind of this misconception that a lot of people have when they perceive Christianity, and they perceive it in this way of, it's about keeping God happy. It's about doing good things and following rules. And so if that's how it actually was, then we completely understand why that doesn't sound appealing because that doesn't sound appealing to me either. That sounds honestly exhausting. And thank God that's not at all what Christianity is about. See, there's this belief that that in the world that God is out to get us. But the thing is, God is not out to get us. God is not withholding good from us. God is not withholding fun from us. God is actually protecting us from our own depravity and our own lack of understanding. And Nia is going to help clear that up in a minute. So starting this off with an analogy, say you look into a mirror and you see you have food in your teeth. You're not going to use the physical mirror to get the food out of your teeth. And God's law works in a similar way. When we say God's law, we're referring to the way the Bible calls us to live. For example, don't steal, don't murder, don't lie, etc. And the law is meant to be a mirror, showing us that we are broken and in need of a Savior. And when we say broken, we are referring to the fact that none of us are perfect and we all experience pain on earth. And if you want to learn more about this topic, we actually covered it in our last episode called If God is Loving, Then Why is the World Full of Suffering? But going back to what we were talking about, you wouldn't have known you had food in your teeth until you looked in the mirror, much like we don't know we are broken until we look at God's law. Yeah, and so the thing is that rules can often seem like the opposite of freedom. So when Naya was talking about like God's law and giving some of the examples of the things that it says, like those things might kind of feel like, hey, those don't bring freedom. And it might feel like, and that's because the world, the world's definition of freedom is something along the lines of, you know, freedom would be being able to do whatever I want, whenever I want, and no one can stop me. But the problem with that is that rules are not, you need restraints in order to have freedom. And we're going to talk about that a little bit later on. But Nia is going to help to explain what Christ has freed us from and what Christ has freed us to do. Yes. So Jesus has freed us from the power of sin. Okay. So what is sin? Sin is when you choose to go against God. And this goes all the way back to the fall when Eve chose what was good in her own eyes as to as opposed to the good of following God's command not to eat of the tree of good and evil. And sin can seem appealing, but is always self-destructive in the end. If you think about getting drunk, it appears fun and can feel fun in the moment, but the next day it does not feel fun when you wake up hungover having a headache. And I've been there. It's things like this that seem appealing, but ultimately are self-destructive and not good for you in the long run. And on our own, we cannot overcome these desires. We cannot overcome sin through our own personal efforts. Yeah, and so 
not only does Christ free us from the power of sin, but Christ also frees us from the penalty of sin. So before we choose to follow Christ, we all face the penalty for our sin. And that penalty is living eternally separate from God. And that's what people mean when they're referring to hell. And so in the Bible, in the book of Romans, it says in chapter 6, verse 23, For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ our Lord. And so basically what this is saying is like when we choose to sin, when we choose to do things that go against what God says, then what the payment that we receive for that is that we face eternity separate from God. And God is everything that is good. So we would face an eternity void of any love, joy, peace, goodness, happiness, freedom, etc. Anything good, you name it, it would not be there if God is not there. But the thing is, the gift from God is eternal life through Jesus. So when Jesus sets us free, he takes away our death sentence. So the penalty we deserved has been removed. He literally shifts our eternal destination. So if we choose to follow Christ, we no longer have to pay the penalty for our sin because Jesus paid for our sins on the cross. When he was crucified, he that was him paying the price for our sins. That was him dying the death that we deserve to die so that we don't have to do that if we choose to place our trust in him and follow him here on earth. So following from what Grace just said, Jesus Christ has also given us the freedom from the shame of sin. When we choose to repent, which is asking God for forgiveness and deciding to make an effort to stop sinning, God truly forgives us. The Bible says he removes our sins from us as far as the east is from the west. He frees us from the shame of our past. So when we are forgiven by God, we are no long or we no longer have to carry the burden of shame anymore. So now that we've covered what Jesus Christ has freed us from, we're going to be talking about what Jesus Christ has freed us to. So Jesus has given us the freedom to truly live. Now, once we choose to follow Christ, we are free from the power of sin. So that means we can experience true love, true joy, true peace, and true enjoyment of life. We can experience a real relationship with God because God wants a close relationship with us. And the only way that happens is by choosing the freedom that Christ offers us. And I know it might be confusing at first to hear like, oh, true love, true joy, true peace. You might be like, what is that? Like, what do you mean true? And and the thing is, before I followed Christ, I thought that I knew what love, joy, peace, enjoyment, I thought I knew what all those things were, but they were a counterfeit. They weren't the actual thing. And it isn't until I followed Jesus that I've understood what it actually means to have that love, that joy, and that peace, because we can't have it apart from God. Yeah, and I think it's important to bring up that since God is constant throughout all of time, we can experience these gifts despite our circumstances. Peace, even when you're drowning in homework. Joy, even though things aren't going your way. And we understand this is like definitely easier said than done, but God takes care of his children and cares so much for us. And so, you know, Nye and I always got to be <laughs> bringing analogies in. So, go you know back. We love a good analogy. <laughs> Keep it simple. <laughs> so, this one. I'm like literally going to verbatim read it to y'all. I'm not even going to lie. So, quotes. This, <laughs> yeah, this, please don't sue us. <laughs> this, is coming, this is coming from, we link all of our sources in the podcast description, by the way. So um, anyways, this is coming from an article from Sean McDowell and it's in the, in the little box if you want to check it out. So 
<laughs> now I, I can see now I'm laughing. Okay, so the little box. <laughs> check that little box. Okay, so <laughs> anyways, um, here's what they said. Here's this analogy about a piano. So it says, is freedom doing what you want without restraint? Think about it. Are you more free if you bang on piano keys randomly or if you follow an instructor whose discipline guides you? The answer is obvious. The instructor helps you restrain your actions so you can use a piano as it was meant to be used. Discipline and restraint are necessary for producing beautiful music. Freedom comes from submitting to the right restraint, not from resisting restraint. Again, freedom comes from submitting to the right restraint, not from resisting restraint. This is why boundaries are necessary for true freedom. According to the Christian worldview, true freedom is not a matter of doing what you want without restraint, but cultivating the right wants and living in obedience to God's will. In other words, freedom results freedom results when our wants align with God's will. And so kind of piggybacking off of that, that was the, that was an end quote. So kind of piggybacking, um, piggybacking off of that, uh, and we talked about this in our other episodes, but God's original design for us was not sin. And so God's original design for us was to experience that true love, true enjoyment, true peace, true hope, all that. And so the thing is like when it says, you know, uh, like it's important for you to use the piano as it was meant to be used. It's the same thing where it's like God shows us how we were actually designed to be and what life was actually designed to be like. And then to kind of wrap things up, um, just going to summarize what we've kind of talked about in this episode. So because of the fall, we are imprisoned to sin and alone. We do not have the power to overcome the influence of sin. So, The freedom from sin comes with the price, and it requires us to resist sinful actions by relying on God. And it's recognizing that God knows more than we could ever know, and it's our responsibility to follow and trust God. This comes through pursuing a relationship with Him. He is a good God, and it's not within His character to withhold good things from us. God takes care of us and protects us. We discover that true freedom is not about being free to do what we want, but freedom to be the person that God has made each one of us to be.